Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Next Level Nutrition Biz podcast. Today I am so honored to have my friend and past client, Rachel Kalmar, here to talk all about uh, day in the life of a nutritionist. So these are some of my favorite episodes where I just talk to past clients um, or people in the community who are growing and scaling their nutrition business and kind of like what it looks like to be in their shoes and what their everyday operations look like and how they got to where they are today. So, so excited to have Rachel. Rachel here, and I just want to tell you a little bit about her to get started. Rachel Kalmar of Livia Wellness is a certified nutritional practitioner and metabolic balance coach. She's based in Toronto, but sees clients virtually from all over the globe, and she focuses her practice on gut health through her signature program, Gut Rehab, and has a passion for educating on the importance of ingredients in our foods and how we contribute how they contribute to our health. Um, If you haven't been following her on Instagram, I highly suggest that as she has really great um, information that she puts out specifically, like she mentioned, the ingredients in our food. And I know that it's a fan favorite for her audience when she does some of her um, posts highlighting, you know, things to look out for in your food. So thank you so much for being here, Rachel. I'm really excited to uh, chat with you today. Thank you for having me. I am honored. Yes, I'm honored. <laughs> I'm so excited. This is a long time coming. A long um, time coming. It really is. Um, just so everybody can be on the same page as us, because I know you, I know your business really well. I've seen how you've grown so much over the last couple of years since we worked together and since you've worked with another coach to kind of grow your business to the next level. But for those listening, how about you just tell us a little bit about your story of like going to nutrition school, graduating, and what that first like you know, year of building your business look like? It was honestly a whirlwind. Um, I was, I don't feel like they, to be honest with you, I don't feel like I was really prepped for the real world after school. So it's a lot of figuring it out on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, I jump-started and thought a great way for me to kind of meet a lot of people and build my confidence was to grow with another company. So I became the in-house nutritionist at McEwen Enterprises. So Mark McEwen's grocery stores. And I hopped between all three of them doing demos for companies that I really liked. So it was a really fantastic way for me to build my community, showcasing brands that had great ingredients, but also building these relationships with these brands right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of starting my nutrition business, I kind of tried to piggyback off of McEwen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and in ter- like I had my business cards there when I would speak and demo about products too and, and share what I do and why I'm there essentially talking about these foods and what gives me that credibility. But, and it was slow. Like I think in that whole year, I maybe had no, no joke maybe three clients or four clients. And I was so excited about it, but I was really, really set in my way of 
not doing anything virtual. It was just not what I wanted. I didn't see myself doing it. I really value that in-person connection. Um, but then COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> COVID came about and I had actually just subleased a space in a really great area to see clients. Um, and it all fell apart when you pretty much couldn't see anyone and you had to stay home. And that's actually where you and I come into play. Um, so I ended up having to just take everything and kind of roll with the virtual world. And I have not looked back since. And I am so, so grateful for it because it's easy for me. It's easy for my clients. No one has to leave anywhere. And it's just been so fantastic. I think everyone really likes it too. And I really like it. Yeah. I mean, the world is totally moving in that direction where I was the same. I only saw in-person clients for a very long time. And now my uh, coaching business is all online, all virtual. And, you know, um, it just makes it a lot easier, just like you said. And people are so used to it, especially since what we've gone through the last couple of years. You know, everyone is so used to Zoom calls or meetings online. So I'm really glad you were able to kind of jump on that and um, take advantage of that online space from the beginning. I think one of the first things I had said to you was, I need to figure out how to be online. I need to figure out a signature program. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out a website. Yeah. Yeah. You needed those, all of those kind of, yeah, foundational pieces um, that I guess you didn't really need when you were at McEwen because a lot of it was in-person relationship building, um, you know, kind of spending your time there nurturing that community. But I have a question about that because I think a lot of people would hear that and be like, wow, like that's an awesome opportunity, like good for you to kind of put yourself out there. Did you feel super confident, you know, going into the store every day, speaking to people, sharing about brands? Um, Like, were you, are you just like naturally a confident person or did you have to build that skill? That definitely came with time. There is one manager at one location specifically who was really helpful with that and helping me break out of my shell. And it just became easier and easier with every demo because I did it three days a week, every Mm -hmm. week. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, he would like put on my favorite music, like Celine Dion in the store. (laughs) That would like really get me to unwind. Um, And he would just be like, Hi, I'm Rach and just, you know, really just make me feel so, so confident. And um, I think he's really the one person that helped me. So it didn't come not like I I'm good at speaking and I'm good at talking to people. But, you know, you get this rush of people that come at you and you're not used to speaking to a lot of people all at once and having them one after the other after the other. So it definitely took time, but with each demo, it got better and better for sure. And also when they really like what you're demoing, the conversation is just natural and effortless Mm -hmm. and it it leads the conversation in a different direction too. Like, oh my God, I can't believe gluten-free can be this good or dairy-free can be this good or I can't believe there's not X, Y, and Z in this food and it still tastes good. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it it was not in – it didn't start – as effortless as it became. Yeah. I love that. It was a, it it was like a work in progress, right? And you probably just kept getting easier as you went. And just to clarify, so everyone understands, like you were demoing, like you would get a brand, let's say, or like what's a brand that you would maybe demo? Rockology. Okay. Rockology. And they do like granolas, I think. Yep. So they have the coconut chips and then the grain-free granola. Okay. So you would like- At that time, that's what they had. 
Okay. Okay. Um, so you would like have a little like table set up, you would have samples, you would be like sampling the food. And then were you able to like promote your service as a nutritionist while you were kind of like working for this brand? Totally. On, I would be given these like big, long tables. Most of the table would be for the brand. And then the end of the table, I had my business cards and brochures printed showing what I did either in store or on my own. Um, and if people wanted to take it, they couldn't, if they didn't, they didn't, but they were there. So I was totally able to talk about myself. And I think the brands liked that because I, I have this education behind me as a nutritionist to speak to this brand, to speak to why they're so good. And that level of trust then with the customer too. She's not just like some person off the street telling me I should have this, but it's a very much an unbiased I thought it was an unbiased opinion because I was seeking out the brands on, mm. well, you know what I mean. Yeah. That's <laughs> like what I was wondering. Yeah. You would reach out to the brands and be like, I love your brand. Can I demo this brand in the store? Yeah. So I made a mistake in terms of it being unbiased, but because I'm not <laughs> working for the company, so I'm not like a demo rep for that company specifically. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, I would reach out being like, Hey, I love your brand or brands would actually reach out to me being like, Hey, we see what you're doing at McEwen. We love it. Um, would you like do a demo for us if it didn't align with me? And because I'm all about transparency and if there's even one ingredient I don't like, I won't do it. Yes. Or I didn't do it. And honestly, it evolved. It was cool. I ended up having something called Rachel's Picks. So throughout the entire store, you would have there would be stickers on certain products, kind of like an indigo for Heather's Picks. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be stickers on products. So people who my poster would be there and Rachel's Picks would be on the poster so they could see like, this is who I am and this is why that sticker is there and what it means. Um, and people can identify with that. So it evolved into something pretty fun. I'll never regret doing it. It was such a big part of my journey to get to where I am and the relationships I built with every brand that I now have a relationship with. So it was fantastic. Yeah. And I love that you've been able to kind of continue to work with those brands in a different capacity because like you mentioned, this was all great until COVID hit. And then we weren't able to, you know, walk around a store like we normally were before and people probably weren't focusing on you know, uh, the, you know, going to the store and looking at like the nutritional aspects of things, they were just going in, grabbing their food and leaving. So that probably cut off that leg of your business a bit or forced you to do something a bit different. different. Yeah. yeah. And to be honest, people still aren't shopping the same. They're not browsing the aisles. They're going in, they're grabbing what they want and then they're leaving. Um, so demos are still an interesting, there's, there's still, they have to come back. I think people have mm-hmm. to start trusting again. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Okay. So I would love to shift into talking about our time together because we worked together, I think for a year. Is that right? (laughs) Which is crazy. Um, It was the best year. It was so fun. And, you know, I think we started um, at the place, like you said, you know, you had some online presence, but not a huge one. You didn't have like a lot of like, you know, content creator for online, you didn't have your program. Again, it was like a lot of your energy was going into McEwen at the beginning. So why don't we talk about like, what were those first few things you felt like you really needed support with, you know, to move your business online? I think one of the biggest things I needed was direction. Mm -hmm. Really, when it came to how I had no idea how like I didn't, I didn't know the first thing. So 
when it came time to figuring out a niche and who I was speaking to and who I wanted to attract, that was very much something that needed to happen right away. Um, you really helped me grow in terms of confidence too on on my platform, whether mm. it was stories and posting and, and getting that copy and, and learning how to speak to that person, which I think I'm still learning. It's still a process. Yeah. Um, but that was – you were very, very helpful too with that. And then building my signature program – my offering in general, I really didn't know what that looked like. And you helped me step-by-step put together something that has been so helpful for my clients and getting them from A to B and feeling good. So I just didn't even know what any of that would look like. And that's where you really filled in those gaps for me. Yeah, let's talk about gut rehab for a bit, if you don't mind, because I think you created a really great product that now is like for lack of a better word, like becoming a thing, right? Like people are knowing, like you can say gut in my gut rehab program and people are understanding what you mean by that. So like, what does your program look like? How long is it? What's like, what are you doing with clients? What's included? How's it been working so far? I'd love to kind of hear everything about it if you don't mind sharing. Mm -hmm. So it is a 12 week program. Um, and the way it's structured, and I did this also because I knew it was something that I was lacking in my journey, which was support, mm-hmm. um, especially being more of an anxious person and wanting to know if I took something, if I didn't necessarily feel good, is that okay? So I developed the program so that I'm giving my clients a lot of support. So every two weeks we're on a call if something doesn't feel right, um, or even to talk about their successes, because there's a lot of those too, and it's worth celebrating every single one of them. Um, So I see my clients every other week. Um, They have constant access to me in terms of messaging. So if they need anything, I'm always there. Meal plan. But I built it around the foundations of what it looks like to get to the root cause of of what's going on. So, um, really trying to understand how my client got to where they are and being that little detective, because Mm -hmm. if I don't get to the root of it, then healing will just be very, very temporary. Um, and if you're just kind of going in and doing symptom management, Mm -hmm. I will be honest, I see a lot of clients with parasites, so the program has kind of evolved into that where my I have three phases. Um, the first phase is really addressing the entire body on a cellular, le- cellular level, um, also ensuring all of our elimination pathways are open and functioning be- and that we're going to the bathroom, I, w- I would say at least once a day, but hopefully twice a day to three times a day. Um, I can't move forward with clients until all of those things fall into place. So that's really step one is making sure we're going to the bathroom, making sure our liver and kidneys and bile lymphatic system are all working efficiently. That's Mm -hmm. with any client because in any protocol you do, if those things aren't in place, it's going to be really hard to feel good. It's going to be really hard if you're not going to the bathroom every day. If you end up doing a candida cleanse, all those toxins are being reabsorbed into the body. Mm -hmm. which is a problem. So phase one is really supporting the body on that fundamental level. And then we have to go in and we have to remove what's going on. So whether it's candida or bacteria or parasites, um, leaky gut, everything has to be taken care of at that step. And then once things are removed, you go into the repair phase. So, you know, all these things create damage. 
And sure, we get rid of everything, but once you get rid of it, you got to put it back together. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. Then you go in and you put in the gut healing nutrients, whether it's glutamine or a probiotic or omega, and that's going to look different for every client depending on their needs. So I work in three phases over the three months. Some clients go over the three months and that's something we discussed before working together um, because some cleanses take longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad that you pointed out like the time frame it's going to take, right? And setting those expectations up front. And, you know, I'm actually curious, I can't remember if you've ever done this before, but like, did you ever want to just offer like a one-off session? Kind of like a lot of us are taught in nutrition school, like do a one-off intake and then you'll help the client. You give them the protocol and they're on their way. Was that ever on your radar or did you know, like it need, I need at least 12 weeks to see any kind of change in their gut health? I'm actually glad you asked that because that was a really big disconnect for me. I was doing that at the beginning. And so pretty much before I had that signature program put in place and I was seeing clients, I was doing one-offs and sure they're paying me for a protocol and they're paying me for my time, but the drop-off is not sustainable. It's I've, and so what I find with the three months is you're giving yourself this three month commitment. Healing takes time and I don't want someone to give up. So having that support system. So myself in place and getting these personalized protocols month after month so that you can see that it takes time and not throw in, in the towel right away has been a game changer. So yeah, I was doing one-off sessions. They were not working. Um, the consistency wasn't there and I felt like clients weren't giving it the time it needs. I always say this, you didn't get here overnight, you you won't heal overnight. And that's something that's very important for people to remember so that their expectations aren't too high. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. So I have another question about, you know, shifting into the signature program, the, you know, 12 weeks or three months and, you know, this idea of, objections and people, you know, maybe getting someone on a discovery call and they're like, oh, I thought this was only going to be like one session. I didn't realize it was, you know, this long of a time commitment or this much money. Um, So I'd love to kind of, you know, bring in this conversation of like, where did you kind of start with doing discovery calls and maybe like your confidence level to where you are now, you know, a couple of years in your business. Um, And just for some context, Rachel and I actually met up in person um, on this past weekend, actually, that wasn't that long yeah. ago, um, when I was visiting in Toronto, and she was giving me like a little bit of um, background on just like how different she feels on a discovery call now and how she can really like speak to, you know, if somebody comes up with an objection. So um, I hope this question makes sense. I'm just curious of like, yeah, yeah, what did it, what was it like kind of like when you started out, were you able to like sell the program confidently or has that really evolved over time? Absolutely not. I am not even going to sugarcoat it because it's not worth sugarcoating. (laughs) I was a mess. I would get on these calls and kind of shake throughout it. Like I was so nervous. And if someone said to me, I don't have the time or I don't have the money, I would say, no problem. I'm here for you when you're ready. Mm -hmm. That doesn't sell. (laughs) (laughs) Like, And I also wasn't confident in my abilities too. I think I was still so new and the idea if someone even said something that I'm kind of like, I don't know how to help them. I would kind of almost in my head be like, I don't want to work with them. Like I was probably dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome too, Mm -hmm. um, which is so 
I don't want to say normal, but we do. We all kind of normal. So common. Like common is what I meant to say is what I was thinking of saying. Yeah, it's common. Like we all kind of deal with it until we, we grow into, and we flourish and we build this confidence. Now it's a very different story between working with you. And I was working with, um, Samantha Gladish, another business coach. My sales calls look very different to speaking to what they're going through to make them feel confident in my ability to help them to uh, dealing with the objections. So I get a lot of money objections. Mm -hmm. I I can't afford this. Um, I have to check with that well, husband objection is something else, but um, I have to check with. Sometimes it was it was my mom or my dad, um, and now what I've started saying is, and it's true, like helping them realize. Well, if you're not spending the money here, you're most definitely spending it on supplements you don't need and that aren't helping you. So really, at where do you want to invest your money? And in, into a program and a protocol that's it's like your own personalized roadmap that. I'm here to support you through the entire thing with supplements for you picked by me for you based on what you're going through and your needs, because you can walk into a supplement store and tell them what you're going through and symptom wise, but that doesn't mean they know what's going on root cause wise. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Yeah. That really so, makes sense. So spending a lot of money on supplements that just aren't catered to you. So that's oftentimes a, a shift that needs to happen and realize like, okay, yeah, well, I'm spending all this money on things that don't work for me, where I could be spending the same amount of money on, on someone who's there to support me and who is giving me proto- supplements personalized for my needs to get me where I want to be. Mm-hmm. So how do you navigate that conversation? Okay. So let's pretend for uncomfortable. a minute. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's do a little role play. So if I'm on a discovery call with you and I'm like, you know, Rachel, I'm totally putting you on the spot. Here, I Rachel. know. <laughs> I'm exactly the same thing that I just said. Like you're spending it elsewhere. Why not spend it with me type of thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm curious if it's like, I'm like, you know, I'm really not feeling well, but you know, that's an expensive thing. I'm going to have to think about it. How do you kind of like shift the conversation? Is there like a tactic you use or like, do you have like a a sentence that you say or something to, to like ask, like, you know, is it okay if we dig into this a bit more? Or is there like a way that you kind of like address those objections? I mean, if someone says that to me too, I like to say, well, what happens if we don't deal with it now? And what does that look like for you two months from now, four months from now, a year from now, where are you going to be in your health journey? Because most oftentimes, especially if it's gut related, it's not going to get better. It will likely only get worse and also transpire into other things, other ailments and symptoms. So kind of putting the picture of urgency too, Mm -hmm. saying, and also like, I think to myself, like you came to me for a reason and there's deep down, you know that you need the support and you need the help. And sure, it's scary to invest in yourself and invest in your health, but that's like that's where change happens is investing in your health. That's where we should be investing. Um, because if you spend that, let's say price-wise, let's say it's $1,300, you go and spend $1,300 on a vacation, but you're no further ahead in, in your journey. Could you really enjoy your vacation because you felt like crap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so it's really trying to change the narrative too and, and say like, listen, he, we have three months together, sometimes longer, but most of my clients have significant improvements symptom-wise, even in two weeks. Um, so 
we have this amount of time together. Why not get after it and get you on the right track and moving in the right direction and investing in something that's going to be everlasting Hmm. than Mm -hmm. a seven-day vacation or, again, supplements that that do nothing for you because they're they're not really addressing what needs to, to happen. I love that. Ready to start your nutrition business but have no idea what steps you need to take? No problem. That's exactly why I've created a completely free workshop for you called Six Steps to Start Your Nutrition Biz and Sign Your First Paying Clients. In this on-demand workshop, I'm sharing my six-step roadmap to starting a successful nutrition business without a huge social media following or years of experience. I'll also share the top three mistakes I see most new nutritionists making when starting their business and how to avoid them, and the must-have tools you need to run a successful nutrition business and wow your clients from day one. Oh, and did I mention that the workshop is completely free? Sign up at stephanielong.ca slash workshop and get instant access right now. Wow, Rachel, the confidence shift that you have had over the past two years is incredible because the Rachel that I met, I don't think, and, and this is not to throw shade your way, but I don't think you were at the place where you would have felt comfortable to say those things. No. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't confident in myself. So I think subconsciously I was almost like, I hope they don't work with me. As much as I want to grow my business, I'm not confident in my abilities. And I'm sure this resonates with a lot of people listening. Yeah. Um, you're getting the experience of the discovery call, but not moving it forward. And then you're kind of like, well, why am I not growing? And why am I not getting clients? And sure, it's still, it's still a challenge. It's still hard. That I don't think that that's ever going to be easy people still need to be sometimes pushed. You don't obviously want to make them do something they they don't want to do, but just realize that it's so important for them. But yeah, it was most definitely not like this before. I just, I had no confidence in what I was doing. And I think as my confidence in myself grew and then being able to tackle these objections one by one, and the more you do them, the more confident you get. Um, and same with the husband objection. Like I have to check with my husband or my fiance. Um, that's another big one is like, well, are they living in your body and are they dealing with what you're going through? And are they feeling what you're feeling? Because I'm pretty sure they're not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So as much as like you're a team, there has to be, okay, this is what I'm feeling. Please support me in wanting to put aside X amount so that I can feel good and be the partner that I'm supposed to be and that I was prior to feeling like this. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like you're getting clients that are wholeheartedly or for the most part committed to the process of working with you when they say yes? Like, are you getting clients that are doing the work essentially? Yes. And I'm so thankful. I've had like the odd client that isn't as invested, but the clients I'm working with now are literal dreams. They understand that it's a journey and that they're not going to feel better overnight. We've had these discussions. If they're ever feeling a little bit discouraged, we've always overcome it. They've always overcome it. Um, And they are really, really, like you said, committed to putting in the work because at the end of the day, I'm really providing the tools. What they do with those tools is up to them. Their healing is is really in their hands it's how committed they are and how willing they are to put in the work. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And then I'm going to assume, you know, even if we go back to talking about how you have those one-off sessions and then, you know, quickly realize this isn't the most helpful that it could be in their healing journey and now having the 12-week program, I'm going to assume you're getting some good testimonials. If you're getting clients that are doing the work, are you seeing a lot of progress with those clients? Yes. Honestly, sometimes all it takes is someone going from having a bowel movement every other day to consistently having a bowel movement every day or two times a day. Like even if it's just that for the first little bit, because sometimes that's what it is. There's so much that needs to be done. That's the first thing that happens. Um, But yeah, I mean, the things that my clients are, are seeing and overcoming and feeling, um, whether it's weight loss, cause we're it's by no means a weight loss program, but we're re- reducing a lot of inflammation and it's a decrease in bloating and eliminating toxins and their periods are better because their hormones are better because they are going to the bathroom and their gut is feeling better. It's endless. And it's, mm. it fuels me. Like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love the passion so much. You can tell that you're like in your zone of genius. You're in your sweet spot. And just like I mentioned, like I can see the confidence growing, growing, growing. So like I can just see the trajectory of your business continuing to like every year um, go up. And so have you seen changes like from year one to year two, year two to I think you're now in year three or going into year three. So like how have you kind of like what has been the biggest changes over the last couple of years? Um, I guess the biggest changes honestly, I would have to say is confidence because if you're not confident, you're not selling. But the other thing I would probably say is having that program in place because even though your clients are then committed, but you still have that, if they're on a payment plan, you have that monthly income coming as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say having those two things shift. So the pay, um, the, uh, program in place and then confidence have been really helpful. But to be completely honest and full disclosure, I also picked up a part-time job with a company as I continue to build Livia Wellness. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but having the two of them have really helped as well. So there is that that income that I know is for sure coming in every month because not every month is going to be the same. I know it's the same for you, Stephanie, in terms of some months are better than others. So yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the ebb and flow of entrepreneurship, you know, and, and, you know, at some point you do kind of figure out what's working, what's not working. You put more attention into what's working, you get more consistency, um, you know, but it's a, it's an evolution, right? You know, I haven't mastered it yet. I'm still figuring it all out too, you know, being a number of years in. So I think just if you can see any kind of growth year after year, um, that just goes to show that you are moving your business forward, right? And if you can get to that, what do they say? It's like, you know, if you can make it past year five, your business is going to do great because, you know, the first five years can be the hardest year sometimes. Yeah, Um, I mean, I've had days where I'm like, this isn't for me and I'm going to go into real estate or find (laughs) something else that gives me consistent income. But when I really sit down and think about, well, if money wasn't a factor, what would I be doing? Mm -hmm. It would be this. So I'm like, well, I'm definitely in the right position. I just can't take these tough days and let them get me down. It's really about shifting if I have to shift or seeing if there's something else that needs to happen so that it can work better. Um, 
and just growing and learning from those harder days because we're not invincible and they are going to happen and they do happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, and, yeah. And you know, and I have them too. I have them, you know, even where I'm at now, I'm like, oh my gosh, should I just get a nine to five job? Like, would that be easier? But again, it's like, I don't think it would be easier for my creativity and my soul and my purpose, right? Like, sure. Well, it might. We need you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <You're so sweet. laughs> um, you know, and, and something I heard a while ago that I think is actually a really interesting thing to think on is, you know, not making um, hasty decisions on your worst days, making them on your best days. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I want to throw in the towel, don't do that on the day you feel the worst, because obviously you're going to make this decision in that, you know, more emotional state. But if you can be on your best day, if you're still feeling like, yeah, this is a great day, but this still isn't for me. Something's telling me I should throw in the towel. It's, you know, I need to move on. Then maybe it's a little bit more of like a logical decision you're making. Um, But I I really like that because it made me think like, yeah, I can make very emotional decisions in my business. And sometimes that can get us into trouble. It's about making that balance between emotional and logical decisions. There's a saying, my dad always says it, um, and I can't remember the exact words, and I don't know why because it's like <laughs> in my head. Besides trust the process, but um, it's you have to remove the emotion from your business. Mm. Something mm-hmm. along those lines because there – oh, there is no room for emotion in business. I don't know, something like that. Um, because like you said, yeah, like you can't be making these business decisions from a place of, of emotion. Yeah. Which I think is so hard when you start out because you're so, you are your business. Like it is emotional. Your blood, sweat, and tears are there in those, you know, first, especially in those first few years of building. But I mean, I even see in my business now where like, I really do recognize I can be more emotional. Like, yes, I want to do this or no, I don't want to do this. Where now I'm starting to look more at like the metrics and the analytics and being like, well, what is working? Where is the money coming from? Where am I spending time that I shouldn't be? And that's more that analytical place where it's like, kind of goes to that saying, like what, what got you here isn't going to get you there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, sure. Emotion brought me and I, you know, I built a business on community and being, you know, Um, one way with my clients and my community, but to get to that next level, there's different strategies that have to come in. So I'm curious, do you feel like the same way? Like, do you feel a shift in, in your business? Yeah. Like, or just kind of like moving forward, kind of like that version 2.0 of your business. Like, do you feel like what got you here isn't going to get you there? You kind of need to try new things. I like that version 2.0. And yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One of the biggest things was letting go of perfectionism, especially on my social media, because um, mm-hmm. that can really, really hold you back. And it does hold you back. So I'm like, oh no, I have to have this perfect social media grid. And most people were like, who cares? Yeah. So being that like super type A personality, everything has to be perfect, not good. Um mm-hmm. That was really holding me back. So letting go of that and like shifting that has been really helpful. Um, and yeah, I mean, I spend a lot of time, like content is like a second, third job. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I do spend a lot of time there and maybe I shouldn't spend as much time there, but it's also one of my ways that I am growing my community and hopefully growing my reach. And so for me, I find it important for now and, and your newsletter and everything else that goes along with building and growing. Yeah. 
um, it takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy. And, and oftentimes I'm like, well, what do I talk about? What do I speak to? And so even though it looks like it might be easy, it's, uh, it's not. So I, on, I honestly feel like I need to figure out where to shift things sometimes mm-hmm. still. But I feel like you're also trying new things and putting yourself out there. Like um, one thing we could talk about for a second is uh, you did a webinar. So how did that process go? Did you feel really confident doing the webinar or was that something you were super nervous about? I have never been more nervous in my life. And something I didn't actually share with anyone is I took a shot of gin before. I was just like, (laughs) I need to calm my nerves. This is the most anxiety provoking thing I've ever done. And I was like, how ironic. I just took a shot of gin, like doing a gut health seminar. (laughs) (laughs) But um, no, it took me a long time to build up the courage. And it's funny because public speaking has never been my thing. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with, it was always in front of a class and a teacher and I was being, um, I I was being graded on it. So it wasn't something I was doing for fun. Whereas I'm the, I'm the person people are looking to for the information. Now I'm the expert. They're coming to me. It should be so different, but something about it, I was so nervous. Um, it took me literally six months to build up the courage to finally do it. And I was so happy I did. I have another one coming up the second week of January, which is exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it took me took me quite quite some time, and I actually was having a hot flash and dripping sweat the entire time. <laughs> that I still happens so to me. <laughs> I was so I think- fidgety. I couldn't stop moving my hair from my neck. I was like, I'm going to pass out. I'm so hot. (laughs) But I feel like that's like, you know, if that doesn't happen to you on your first webinar, then, you know, you're not doing it right, right? It happens to us all. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And I did a webinar beforehand, but it was with someone else. So I could feed off of her energy as well. And the two of us were kind of coming at it together. Mm. Um, So, no, it was a big milestone for me. That's for sure. That's amazing. And then you showed yourself you could do it and now you have more set up. So I, yeah, I think like just, again, that progression of your business has been so inspiring, you know, kind of just like from where you started to where you are, um, to wrap things up and just to give everyone a peek into like what your business kind of currently looks like, what is like a typical week look like? And I'm curious, like, do you have certain days for client calls, certain days for content creation? What are you like, what is, what are you doing during your weeks? Are you spending more time with clients, more time on administration? What does it look like? So I do have three days dedicated to the other company that I work for, for right now that will change as I grow. Um, I see clients Wednesdays and Fridays, and also I do work on the weekend sometimes. And on it, I just, I, I like being able to sit down at a cafe or whatever and do some content or administrative stuff. Um, sometimes that does happen Wednesdays and Fridays too, if I don't have a full day of calls. Um, so yeah, everything business wise happens for me Wednesdays, Fridays and the weekend. Um, and it's a kind of like a little mix of everything. I probably could do better with organization and scheduling and getting things done, but it's a work in progress. Like we said, mm-hmm. and, Come 2022, that is definitely something I will have to get better with. But um, yeah, I schedule all my calls Wednesdays and Fridays and then work around that. Mm, Okay. And does it look quite different like your weeks now versus like in year one or are they pretty much the same? 
Well, year one, I was very much going to the stores three Mm. times a week and also just like being very confused and not really sure what I was doing. So, I mean, there's still days I have that too, being like, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But yeah, very different, a little bit more structure now and more of a goal in mind and what needs to happen and what days I dedicate what to. So I know that Sundays, if I don't have anything planned or I like to plan spending the day doing content creation. Um, whereas even last year it was like every day I was like, let me do something every day, every day I have to do a post every day I have to, which was too much, mm-hmm. way too much. So yeah, yeah so it's now you don't feel that pressure. It's a little bit eased up a little bit. I just think by having that structure and knowing, okay, today is for content and it has to get done, that it has to get done mm, that yeah. day. And so it's, it, I just work better that way. So would you say even um, that your business maybe went from feeling more like a hobby business to a real business? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Um, and... Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have much else to say besides (laughs) yeah, I think you're definitely nailed it on the head there. Yeah. And like that commitment level is there. You've shown yourself, you can sign clients, you can make money, you can progress forward, you can invest in yourself, you can ask for help, you can run discovery calls. Like there's so many wins. Like I said, I'm so like, I kind of get goosebumps. I'm just so proud of you of how far you've come and how persistent you've been. And you know, even when you've been like, okay, I want to throw in the towel this week, you didn't and mm-hmm. you've kept going. And, you know, all I've heard on this entire episode is how much progression you've made. And I think that's just a good reminder for those kind of more in the beginning stages. Like, you know, it gets better, but you have yeah. to go through the mud for a really long time in order to see kind of any kind of progression. Yeah. And this stuff isn't easy. Building a client base is not easy. And, I'll be honest, don't let anyone tell you that it is because you're going to have these unrealistic expectations. And Mm. that's when you get emotional and down and sad because you've set these unrealistic expectations for yourself. So I think if you make realistic goals and where you want to be and and all of that stuff, um, that will do you more good than anything. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a been a big, a big, big change, a big shift. And just like I said, totally being honest with where you want to be in year one and year two. I remember my dad had some crazy expectation for me. Like, I don't even know what he said. And I was like, how? He goes, well, you'll be the first one to do it. And I was like, well, that's really anxiety provoking. I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> he meant so well, but you were like, this puts so much pressure on me. Exactly. I mean, don't sell yourself short, but it takes time to build client. It takes time to build a community. It takes time to build trust. There are some people who have been following me for three years and only now started working with me. Yeah, it's so and true. I'm sure you have the same thing in your business. Yeah, and that's why it's not like, you post once and you assume you're going to get all these clients or we only post once about our program. It's like a constant reminder to people and nurturing, right. And remembering like, this is, you're building a long, you're building a business for the long run. You're in this for the long term. And that's how we have to treat our business. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think I personally do enough talking about my program online. I have to get better at it. But then you're like, you can't expect to, to get clients if you don't talk about it. And that's that's like an objection for myself. I have to overcome in a block for myself because I don't ever want to come off as being salesy and like talking about it all the time where I, as I would like to put out content too. It's, it's a mm-hmm. time Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, same with me. Same with me. I get people all the time that are like, what's launch your nutrition biz? And I'm like, I thought I talked about it enough, but you know, it, it, it's like remembering people come to your community, you know, now and they haven't been there for a while. They don't know. Right. So if we're not kind of like retelling the same story, you know, often enough, people don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, I mean, these are all little things that you learn as you go. And I don't think it's, um, reasonable to think we're going to get business perfect, right? Totally. Um, We just do our best. Yeah. And that's all you can do. And if you remember that there will be hard days and there will be freaking fantastic days and the most rewarding days when your clients are having the best success, that's really what will get you through. And all that matters at the end of the day too, and having a plan, but Mm -hmm. just realizing you'll get there and it takes time. Yeah, I love that. Let's end it there. I think that's such a positive, inspiring note to leave it on. Uh, but before we go, I'd love for you to just share where people can find you online. And then maybe also if you want to promote any of your webinars or kind of any steps that people can take to um, follow you. Sure. Um, my Instagram, where you can find me most, <laughs> um, is Livia Wellness. And then my website is liviawellness.com. And I am actually hosting another webinar on January 12th. So if you can join me, great. Um, is there a replay? I'm just not positive when this is going to go out. So is there oh, a yeah. replay or will you be hosting more? I'll be hosting more. Okay, perfect. So if not this one, then the next one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that commitment. <laughs> yes, exactly. Perfect. You'll be there. Um, yeah. That's all that matters. So yeah, and that's, uh, that is where you can find me. And I have also like a beginner's tool guide as well that's out. That's a, a cool way to start your journey if you're not ready to make the full investment. Yeah, perfect. I'm sure that's something they can uh, share with their community or their clients too if maybe they don't they're not niche down to gut health, they can share your resources as well or share your Instagram with their community. Absolutely. Sharing is caring, my friends. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Rachel, if I haven't said it enough in this episode, I am so freaking proud of you. You are such a shining star and, you know, such a good friend and I wish only the best for you. And we'll have to do another recap in a year and see where you're at because I can only imagine things are just going to keep getting better for you. So thanks again for coming. I would love that. Thank you so much. And you have been a staple in my growth. So I'm really grateful for you. Ah, same to you. Okay. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.